0: Hey, party people, it is Leah here, and this is episode four of I Thrive, and I'm excited to be here. I am your depression breakthrough coach who is morphing into your transformation coach. I am the CEO of Move Makeup and the Salicera in charge of Leah's School of Latin Dance and so many other things. And it's been a minute since I've done, um, a podcast episode and it's just been life. Um, maybe one day I'll be consistent. It's always a, it's always, uh, an idea in my mind. And, um, maybe one day I will, I will be able to achieve that, um, that type of consistency. And what I mean by that type of consistency is, the type of consistency in one thing. And that kind of is what I'm gonna talk about today in this episode, which is going to be all about what shining in your own uniqueness actually is all about. You guys may have heard me talk about shining a lot and I shine bright and I'm not afraid to shine and and uh, different phrases like that. Well. I figured you know I want to explain what I mean by that because some people might not know what I mean by I want and or I'm going to allow myself to shine and I want to encourage and empower other women and men to to shine bright as well so that is what we will be talking about today so you all probably know that I am a constant student of self-discovery, um, of personal development, of striving to be the best version of myself as possible. And in that, uh, in that pursuit, I have often thought about and kind of brought myself back around, you know, every couple of thoughts <laughs> to what it means. be the best version of yourself and where that that idea of best is actually coming from and you know I consider myself a very uh, introspective person like you know that I'm very well aware of myself and I've grown a lot and I'm no longer a people pleaser and I'm no longer living my life according to other people's design and which I never really did a lot of at least on the surface but you know, that's what I'm gonna talk about. Um, the uh, the reality versus my perception. But you know, I really I've always, you know, considered myself someone who is, you know, fairly uh, fairly independent in my thought process and in and in, in, in who I am. And so um, this last or latest, uh, I call it the onion peeling back this last, um, onion peeling back, um, episode or, or life, uh, spell that I've been through has really allowed me to see more of what it means to be my best version of myself. And that really is the key. It's the my, you know? So, um, even someone that is that is so self-driven and self um, self-actualizing as I am, I still found that when I really, really looked, you know, deep into um, the reasons why I do certain things and I don't do other things, I found that a lot of it is still very much based on what someone else might think or what someone else's um, opinion will be or how someone else might uh, respond like that's a big thing for me is how someone else might respond and I realized that I am still operating on a smaller as a smaller version of myself and so that's what I want to talk about um, ways that you can kind of move past that and ways that I've moved past that. Okay. So to get into this, I'm going to tell you all a very personal story from my life. Um, It's really interesting. This is a tiny thought note. Um, I've been uh, really encouraged in the last couple of months to just really speak my truth, really not be afraid to kind of like you know get raw, like tell the absolute story as it is, and um, just really really share and. Again, it's so interesting because I really consider myself someone who already does that. But like I said, um, just in this this process, I've realized that, you know, there's still some layers and and they're always going to be layers. So but in any case, so um, so that's why I'm writing my book now. Uh, I know a lot of people will be like, yay, finally, Leah. But I'm writing my book and I've kind of uh, changed it from. Just a autobiographical, or I don't want to call it that, but just a a book about how I've overcome, you know, depression and anxiety. Um, I am actually going to really focus it on how salsa, how dancing has really been a huge part of that, uh, of my self-discovery process and my growth process and even my recovery process. So that's a little tiny side note. Um, So, uh, so yeah, so I've been telling, you know, lately, a lot of those stories, I've been writing them down. So this is a story from, uh, from what's going to be in the book, uh, but a story about how I realized how I was not owning who I was and, and choosing what I wanted to do and, and what was important to me. Um, I was allowing myself to be shaped by other people and even my perceptions of what these other people wanted, which might not have even been the case. so when I moved to Little Rock, um, I was very much still committed deeply like full full on committed to my dance career to um, to traveling to competing to um to performing I was still looking for a partner. I was still doing my solo work. I still wanted to, you know, to, uh, travel, to teach high level, um, you know, like to teach, uh, intermediate and above. And so that's where my brain was. That's where my energy was. That's where my thoughts were. And so the idea of like developing a salsa scene or helping a salsa scene grow was nowhere, nowhere near my mind. And I wasn't even in that, um, that frame of mind you know like dancers and and people you can be in different frames of mind like as you go through your career I was nowhere near that I was still dancing for myself I didn't care really and I know it's gonna sound rude but I didn't care at all about um you know like uh, helping other people like beginners learn to dance it just wasn't My focus. I didn't even know how to teach beginners. I had no idea, really, how to break down what I did because I, you know, I started dancing in a dance company. Well, I started, um, I started dancing just, you know, just socially, and then when I learned it, uh, you know, when I got way, way better at it, I was in a dance company. So, so it was like a totally different. it just was different, you know, like, I mean, I just went from, I went high level really fast. It was like, okay, it was just this fun thing I was doing and I kind of had a natural knack for it and then joined the dance company and then boom, we're learning, we're doing drills and choreography and things like that. And so, you know, I never really learned, uh, you know, like this kind of beginner process. I wasn't, I didn't have the normal process that a lot of people do in taking classes because I never took classes until I joined the dance company. So it was just really interesting um, moving here to a place where there were very few salsa dancers and definitely very few um, advanced salsa dancers or even intermediate salsa dancers. So um, you know, so like I said, frame of mind was totally different. However, I was approached and asked to help out with some classes that were I think they were going on or they were coming up and. And so therein lies our story. So, like I said, I was asked to to help out with the scene here, and this is what this is this is exactly where the story um, gets really uh, really important in terms of this topic that I'm talking about. Because honestly, I should not have said yes truth, truth moment, I should not have said yes, because my mind was nowhere on that type of project. Like I, and and like I said, I, I didn't even really know how to teach beginners. So the reason why I said yes, was and of course i didn't know this at the time but when i look back and 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 you know of course like even though this was like 10 years ago if you knew me 10 years ago you know that i i was still very driven very like you know opinionated very you know i looked the part of someone that was self-determined like i'm gonna do what i and i'm confident in myself and i know who i am you know like if you just you know if you knew me on the you know if you were a close friend you probably uh, saw other versions of me, but if you were just someone who knew me, you know, just in, in passing or in general, or had taken a class or something, you knew the confident Leah. So, um, you know, so so really, I agreed to help mostly because it felt like it was the right thing to do. It was the thing that you know I should do. Like I should help. I do, you know, I do have like you know skills, and I do have. A higher level of um, of um, understanding of the dance I can help I can help these people but I didn't really and I'm gonna be perfectly honest and it, it, it even is painful for me to say it because it feels like it's a bad thing but I, I really I don't think I really wanted to help not in a not in a like oh I'm like you know all in I'm like you know 100% and let's do this let's make this happen No, I was just like oh yeah you know I can help out so I was on that kind of vibe I'm like oh I can help out sure you know so I was waiting for you know just and this was like subconsciously like I was absolutely just waiting for you know people to say hey we need you to do this hey could you do this but that's not what they needed or what the assumption was their assumption was that I was going to be like you know really gung-ho and and, and take the reins and, and, and really move forward with like helping the salsa scene grow and that's just not where my head was at that time. You know, I was still committed to these other dreams. So that is something that has that has been a, a painful thing to look back on and admit and see and realize how it affected so many other things in my personal life, in my professional life, in my uh, friendships, and where if... I had been able to, at that time, to own who I was and own what was my best version of myself and what was most important to me, I just, I mean, it just, it's just, it's just, it's just wild to think about, like, how that would have changed things, you know, because then, you know, when I was ready to kind of, like, be more settled and do things more in town, I could have fledged like you know 100% moved into that but instead I was 50% here 50% there or 50% here and then trying to give a hundred percent over here which you know I've always tried to do that and that's really difficult to do you know so I was just spread thin and I was disappointing everyone you know and then and then internally wishing that somebody would just see how hard I was trying and you know cut me a break you know so it's it's really really interesting, and even even you know even talking to other friends like through and, you know over the years, especially back then, especially like maybe five years ago, like so many of my friends would be like, oh Leah, you know you should totally like you could totally develop that self scene, you you know oh my goodness you could have like a whole school and everything, and and honestly like I I ended up falling into those type of dreams or those type of um, plans mostly because it was what everyone thought I should do and not to say that I did not really enjoy having the dance school and not to say that I don't really enjoy teaching right now because I am in a different frame of mind but you know it it really it really required me to um to own up to some things and I'll talk about that in the next five minutes So, like I said, you know, I had friends, you know, constantly telling me like, oh, Leah, you know, you could develop a scene. You should open up a club. You should do a Congress, you know, all these kind of things that at that time were still not things that were like super duper important to me because you just can't do all things. Right. You know, and, and so because I wasn't really like aware of that, I was trying to do all the things because I was trying to be you know, like this super, you know, this super woman for, or or the woman that everyone thought that I should be in terms of like, you know, and this, this is just a dance, uh, a dance story, dance career story. Um, you know, so, but, you know, I could look at other things in my life and really, and see the same, see the same pattern, you know, see the same, um, way of dealing with people and not just owning who I am and saying, Hey, I know that this version of me that, you know, you're seeing, may you, it may not really look like the best version of me that you think, you know, that you think I could aspire to, but I am really comfortable with who I am and what I'm doing right now. I am like the best version of me right now. This is really me claiming myself, you know, and claiming who, what's important to me. So, you know, that I tell that, I you know, I told that personal salsa story just to let you know Um, and let you see how not standing in your own like truth can really, really just, you know, kind of wreck havoc in your life and in a, in a very subconscious way, in a way that you don't realize it's happening because you're not really cognizant of how you're making your decisions. You know, and you could think that in one way of your life, you're absolutely like, oh, I'm, I'm making the decisions that I want to make. And t- totally unaware of the fact that in other aspects of your life, you are making decisions based on, you know, outside uh, input. So and how this relates to the idea of shining so you know it kind of could seem like oh well you know where is she going with this but the way it relates to the idea of shining is that when you can really own what you are, who you are, what's important to you, you know what matters to you, you just you just automatically shine. You just it's not even something that you can hold back. Like you just automatically are brighter you just automatically are vibing higher you're just automatically like just a light for the people around you because you are a reflection of course we know that we are mirrors and and other people are mirrors for us so you're reflecting back to that person what they could be and it's it's a huge huge thing so The last thing I'm going to talk about is, or the last thing I'm going to give you, because I'd like to keep these um, episodes short and this one got kind of long. But the last thing I want to give you is just a few tips of how you can see if you're still kind of like in certain areas of your life, not really um, operating out of your own truth and your own best version of yourself and uh, how you can kind of move past it. So I'm just going to give two tips, just two quick tips that... Um, can kind of tip you off too if you are um, kind of operating not out of your own version of your best self and out of maybe someone else's. Um, so the first thing, one of the things that I, like, that I held, like I would always find myself saying and thinking is that I just need a break and I wish someone would give me a break and I wish somebody would, you know, I wish they would realize how hard I was working. I wish they would realize all the effort that I'm putting into this. And that right there, honestly, you know, and I love myself, (laughs) you know, um, you know, and I have compassion for myself, but that is a clear, clear sign that you are not operating out of your own truth, because if you are constantly looking for some, two things, you know, you're constantly looking for someone to notice your, um, your sacrifice, or you're looking for for, you know, a break in, in, you know, just in your life, those are two clear signs that like you are not doing what is bringing you joy. Something that you are doing is, is making you look outward for that validation is making you look outward for, um, you know, for validation feels like the, the, I mean, cause I feel like that is actually the core of it. But you're looking outside for approval for someone to say, oh, you're good, you know, oh, you're, you know, yes, you're good because you're doing that and you're, you're making this sacrifice and we understand, you know, when you're really standing in your own truth, you just don't do stuff that you don't want to do. You just don't do it. And it's like, and so, so because of that, you're, you're not really, it, you know, someone else's like input or, you know, like their their yay or nay for you is, it's like, it's cool. It's icing you know, on my cake, but my cake is really good by itself. So, you know, you can come over here and have some, or you don't have to, you know? So so that is one key, uh, key for you. And then the second one is now this is an interesting thing because it happens super quick. It happens super quick in your brain. At least it did for me. Um, I would find myself, like if someone asked me to do something, I would just, you know, kind of automatically say yes. And then I would find myself trying to fit Whatever I had actually had in that at that time or whatever I was actually planning to do at that time or whatever was actually really important to me, I would find myself trying to fit it into um, some, you know, into a smaller bracket of time, almost like I was sneaking to do what was really important to me because I didn't want anyone to know. And not that I didn't want anyone to know in that sense, but like it was like I didn't want anyone to like not approve of me choosing to do something for myself that was important for me or something that I was really focused on. So I, I really did find myself quickly just saying yes. And then shifting, shifting my schedule or shifting my priorities in my own mind. And so that takes a lot of self-awareness to see. So that's something that I would say, um, for me, I, I have like, since maybe 19 or 20, Um, That's around when I started to pay attention to how I was talking to myself and my self-talk and changing, you know, the negative self-talk to positive self-talk. So I have been super aware of how I talk to myself for years. So that is what I would say is the most important thing to start to become aware of how you talk to yourself, because that awareness is then going to allow you to be to to pay more attention to the, the, the um The commands that are going on in your mind, like the commands that your different parts of your mind are giving you and that you're you're kind of responding to so that would be uh the advice there really start to slow down and pay attention to what you are saying to yourself and try to slow down even your Uh, reactions to, to questions, to things from outside of you. And there's a lot of resources about how to, how to, how to learn to say no, how to learn to, you know, kind of like make sure that you are doing what you want to do. So I encourage you to look for those resources. And if you need my help, please reach out to me because I will find those resources for you. And then I will help you devise a plan that will actually stick for you. so that is it, my dears. That's it. That's what I wanted to leave you with. That's what I wanted to give you in this podcast episode. Um, I hope it was cohesive. Uh, I hope it's, uh, something that you can understand and that is valuable for you. Um, if you have any questions at all about any of the stuff that, um, I talk about either in this episode or any of the other episodes, please, 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 please reach out to me. Um, I am so findable on social media, (laughs) but you can always go to my website, which is Leah Patterson, Patterson L-E-A-H, Patterson.com. If you are listening to this when I release it, um, which is uh, May of 2018, the early part of May, um, I have a um, webinar that's coming up or a live stream that's coming up on Tuesday, uh, May 8th, that I am really excited about. I'm so excited about um stepping into this new level of of just truth saying of and and how i can absolutely help you find your own truth so the name of the workshop the name of the live stream is dancing on the ashes and the what i want you to envision there is that you know there are a lot of things in our lives that you know we wish we could just burn to the ground and there are a lot of things in our lives that really need to burn to the ground you know, and so it's it is a process to figure out what those things are, how to discern which is which, and it is something you actually have to make time for. You have to make time for that. No one else is going to make time for that for you. And so that is part of what I'm going to be talking about in that um, live stream is what that really means. How do you make time for yourself? You know. Why do you need to make time for yourself? You know, what is really happening when you refuse to make time for yourself? So we're going to talk about all those things in the live stream. So I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited to tell more of my personal stories um, in the hope that they will help you to to grow and move forward uh, and just be, you know, your own best version of yourself. Of course, I can support you in that. Um, like I said, I'm morphing into a transformation coach. I feel like a transformation coach is that is the most, the most true way of saying what I offer and, you know, the, the, the journey that I can walk with you on. So, um, if you are needed, are in need of that type of assistance of that type of, um, that type of, of, I don't want to call it handholding, but that type of, um, accountability, I'm absolutely there for you. Please do reach out and please do come to the webinar. Now you can go, actually, you know what? I don't even think it's on my website. So I need to put it on my website, but you can definitely go to my Facebook page, which is Leah, um, just Leah R. Patterson. So facebook.com backslash Leah R. Patterson, L-E-A-H and Patterson with two T's. And you can um, click on get notified. I'll uh, get a reminder so that you will know when I'm, I'm coming on, but it's 630 30 on uh tuesday evening may 8th so i think that's all i have for you today this late late evening when i'm podcasting (laughs) uh thank you as always for all of your support all of your love all of your energy all of your vibes it is it means so much to me and uh i absolutely appreciate it and i appreciate you too until next time bye